should have the relationship that you feel someone would take care of you in an appropriate way when when something happens. And if you feel that's not the way, well, that's, that's making things really difficult. Fellow homo sapiens. Now, in this week's Epilepsy Sparks Insights podcast, we have part two of two regarding epilepsy and sex with epileptologist Oliver Henning. Last week with Oliver, we spoke of sexual challenges commonly experienced by people with and without an epilepsy, but more frequently amongst people with. And this week, we shall go into more detail about what can be done to help improve the sex lives of people with an epilepsy should they need that help. My name is Oliver, Henning is the family name. I'm working as a neurologist and epileptologist in Norway in the National Epilepsy Center. I'm a neurologist, I'm also a psychiatrist um, from, from training, and now I'm working here at the Epilepsy Center. I've been working here for the last 20 years, and, uh, well, specializing in, in epilepsy, um, EG reading, doing some of VNS um, treatment, some rehab. How do we help the many, many people who are finding their own sex lives challenging? Uh, is there much that can be done? I think the first thing is um, to start with is to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And and there's kind of a um, why, call out to my colleagues. And I think um, try to open up for for having this discussion with a patient. And I think it, it's, it, it's more difficult for the patient to start the discussion than it's for the doctor, because we should be feeling safe with these conversations and opening up for, let's say, like, well, we know that people with epilepsy might also have these problems. And then we just see whether people respond or, or, or don't want to talk about it. And, and that's totally OK. So in any case, do not pressure anybody. That's of course. So I think talking about it and um, getting the feedback, what is the situation, um, what is the problem, has there been changes in medication, some medications which are more kind of inclined to have a negative impact. So there might be a change of medication which can be considered. There might also be checks on hormone levels. There might be like a normal check as a GP. There might be other issues which could influence. Um, there might also be a referral to a sexual therapist, um, psychologist, which is which is on well important and, and to follow up on that. So there are some possibilities, but um, sometimes there's not like there's not one tablet to do it. And well, talking about tablet, of course, there might also be with um, erectile dysfunction. You could use medication like Viagra or, or something like that. Talk to a neurologist before, there might be a slight risk, um, in, increased um, seizure risk, but well, absolutely consider that and, and come in with it. And I think it's important to note, isn't it, that although you said there might be increased seizure risk, say if you change the drug or decrease even the dosage, your, in, your potential for a seizure can be increased by... Um, the anxiety or depression that, and lack of sleep that you might experience because of your lack of or poor quality of sex life. Of, of course, and, and I think this is always it, it's always like a like a picture with with different angles, and you have to try to find what is best for you in in the whole picture coming along. And um, yes, so I think um, consider it, but. But also, we, we have to say, I think a lot of people are also anxious getting uh, getting a seizure during sexual intercourse. And so, or, or it might be triggered by sexual intercourse. Um, that's a question and anxiety we, we meet. But 
let's say, well, everything can happen, but it's that's really unusual um, that kind of sexual intercourse would trigger a seizure. It might happen, but it's it's really um, really pretty rare. And I think when we well when we talk about what what can we do, I think there are also things we we have to consider where we we cannot give any like clear well you should do it like this, but also be kind of a, a partner in a discussion how how to how to talk to other people let's say you you meet someone in a bar and and well you get interested in whatever should you should you talk to the person should you inform the person about your epilepsy what might happen how how it might happen or should you just be quiet because the other person might react kind of well rare and and pull back and, and I think there's well how how to talk about it. That's also really a, a big issue. And and I think well mostly patients over over time learn well have to learn to be the experts in communication about their um, well disease or, or the epilepsy and everything that that follows with it. And and there I think we doctors also nurses all healthcare professionals play an important role to to support this development. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I've met people who have been very nervous about telling a potential partner about their epilepsy and I, I really under I understand um why that why that was in that condition well, actually for so many people. Um, <laughs> yes. and I but we were also talking yesterday, weren't we, about how having uh, educating yourself in your own epilepsy and your own disease and comorbidities can really give you more confidence about talking about the epilepsy and, and your your whole life to a potential partner and almost like I think well this is the way I've gone about it maybe I'm strange but um, it's almost like a a tick box if they behave a certain way or react a certain way then um, which is a non-favorable shall we say then that's it bye Okay, next. Yes, of, of course. And, and, and I would say, well, yeah, you, you say when, you, when you're in a sexual encounter w with someone, that's kind of you're, you're pr pretty, pretty vulnerable in the situation, emotionally and, and whatever. And I think, um, well, it, it, it should be in the situation when you have epilepsy in addition, so you're even more vulnerable. So I think you, you should feel safe with the person. And I think, well, when you when you talk about it, as, as you said, it's kind of a you, you should have kind of the relationship that you feel someone would take care of you in an appropriate way when when something happens. And if you feel that's not the way, well, that's that's making things really difficult. And how would you say that somebody could become more confident or feel able enough to be able to bring their epilepsy up with a potential partner. Oh wow, that's a difficult that, that's a difficult question. <laughs> but I think um, well, in, in in a way, it's it it's a bit like like training and trying. So I I, I think there's no there's no perfect way, um, and I well, well or not a perfect way who fits everybody. So I think you you have to develop kind of your way, and and this starts. Um, Trying to find persons you you're really confident with, 
where you feel you can it doesn't have to be the partner but someone you you, you could talk to like a very good friend you said well i've i've got this problem how how do you think I, I could do it and and maybe do a bit of a role play yeah let's say well how could how well it thinks i'm i meet you in a bar and and how 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 would i start and how could be kind of an opening in in in, in telling the person um, about the epilepsy and also telling about the seizures or, or, or whatever whatever happens and and how they should react to and and i think when you do a role play you and you have someone you, you can do that with you can also get some feedback well how, how how did you came over and this was this was really awkward don't do that and, and <laughs> try, try try it in a different way yeah make that ink and work yeah <laughs> yes and 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 then just like um then, then try and, and and see how things work what would you say to clinicians who are nervous about bringing this up with their patients well, to clinicians, I, I would say that's not very much you can you can do wrong <laughs> if you if you if you open up to talk about it. I think you have to be you, you have to admit for yourself and also for the patients that you don't have like a, a perfect tablet to, to fix it. And I think this is as we're talking about there are different factors and and causes which could play in. And and I think if you say okay, well, there are some things I I can do about medication. Considering that, um, try to to find out is there some kind of sexual therapeutic option? Is there some there's well sexual therapists, yeah, psychologists, whatever. Usually you can find them on the internet or website or, or whatever. So you you have a bit like um, something you can you can offer to the patient. And I think then it's it's start talking about and and well um, giving you the talk and and see what kind of problems come up. Some might some might be easy to to address, and some some might be difficult to solve. And and some situations people say, well, I'm I would like to have sex, but um, it's very difficult to find a partner. And and that's that's not a prescription thing we can we can change, but um, at least it. It's a factor which is important for people, and sometimes it, it's okay to talk about it, even if we can't offer a solution. And I think that can really help people just to know that it doesn't make them strange or weird or attention-seeking or whatever just because they have an issue um, with their sex lives or the other relationships or both because they're so interlinked uh it's it doesn't make you strange no ab absolutely not and and i think well we've we've been talking about yesterday also well this is i think it's often still it, it's the elephant in the room so it, it it's difficult to talk about it and on the other hand when you open why well, i think it's the same in britain as in norway when you when it just opens its tabloids and you have this TV series where people are meeting naked, and and yeah. so so sometimes you get the feeling, well, sex is everywhere, and I'm the only one who is kind of weird. Um, I I think that's a that's a really wrong impression. I think a, a lot of people, and when we look at data, as I said, even even in general populations, there are ratings up to fifty percent of people reporting let's say sexual problems to some kind of degree so i think this is that's pretty usual and um and well talking about it and and i think an issue is also what kind of experiences do you have and what kind of problems do you see should we say that as well as 
well, I often encourage people to make a list of things to bring up with their clinician prior to an appointment because we'll often forget about what we're going to bring up. If it's relevant and you need help with it, I would put sex life on that list as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think this is, um, as as you also mentioned, this is about quality of life and and your life. And and while that's that's the main goal to to achieve like the best quality of life. And I think, in, yes, put it on your list. And I know some at some places there is this kind of prefabricated list where you can kind of tick off and see, well, these are problems which could be related. And I think there should be also included, um, yes, sexual problems, sex life, depression, anxiety, and, and all this kind of stuff. Gosh, we could go on forever, couldn't we? And not in a pervy way, <laughs> just in a sort of yeah. biological, social... <laughs> Neurophysiological, so many, it's so related. Uh, if people want to get hold of you, Oliver, how, or just check out more about your work um, and your papers, what should they do? They're free to contact me by, by email. Cool. I'll put the link on the website. Perfect. That's, that's great. And yeah, well, take contact and and I'll try to to give some feedback. I'm, I'm not a sexual therapist, so I'm not kind of a, a specialist within, within sexuality but um, with an epilepsy and well some issues we can we can contribute to thanks again so much to oliver for being that cool epileptologist encouraging healthy sex lives amongst people with epilepsy and indeed also encouraging other clinicians to cover the topic with their patients if you'd like to connect you can find me on twitter linkedin facebook or instagram And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening.